pray together. Spirit of the living God, fall oh so fresh now on this preacher and on these your saints gathered over live stream and in this worship center to worship and praise you for all you will do and all you have done in our lives. In our brother Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, we continue today in a four-part series on love never ends being the body of Christ. Love never ends being the body of Christ. And for Paul, the greatest example of love expressed by God was the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. In fact, Paul says that the resurrection of Jesus from the dead is the first fruits. First fruits is the foundation of our faith. The fruit, Christ, did rise from the dead. Fruit, he is risen that he has defeated the last enemy of God's people, and that's death. First fruits enables us all to have a personal relationship with the risen Lord. We can now all walk and talk with God. Our faith has to be rooted and grounded in an alive, resurrected Savior, one that we can't point to a grave and say there lies our founder, one who walks with us and talks with us because Holding on to faith is not easy, sisters and brothers. It's not easy in your biological family, and it's not easy in our Christian family. You see, from the beginning of God's church, beginning of Christ's church, there has been disagreements within the church. From the beginning of time, people have bickered over Paul's interpretation of the Christ event. Some were even saying that Apollos was a more dynamic preacher than Paul ever could be. Oh, Paul was okay, but he can preach like Apollos. These conflicts have a way of trying to rob the church of our primary purpose. The church must always remember that Christ died and rose from the dead to give us a ministry, to give us a mission. The church must stick to our purpose. We can't let any of the stuff that threatens to divide us in God's church to take us away from that mission. The primary function of why we're here, it is our function to tell the world about a risen Savior, a risen Christ who can save the lost, who can preserve the saints through instruction and example and intercessory prayer, who can bring together a body of people from different walks of life. Our founder, Jesus, brings to us a common heritage. We share a common faith in him and we follow his example of compassion for the masses and empathy for the concerns of each individual person, no matter their station in life, as God-loving men and women. We have to hold on to our faith and vigorously promote the kingdom of God with all of our energy and all that we are. 
of the church is not the kingdom of God fully yet, but it is the beginning of what God wants the world to see. A people who gather in God's name, a people who can come together and overcome everything that tries to divide us and still hold on to each other because God holds us in the palm of God's hands. Friends, we must hold on just as our foreparents held on. We must intercede and pray just like our foreparents prayed. If we feel weak along the way, know this, that help is always on the way. Every single person has a function and a gift that they must facilitate to advance the kingdom of God on earth. Each individual is responsible for his or her gift and putting it to work allowing God to use us to gain others in the faith. Paul and the other preachers worked hard for the gospel because they worked tapped into the first fruit of God loving and caring and rescuing them. They realized, like us, their ministry didn't belong to them. The ministry belongs to God. We simply facilitate what God wants us to do. We believe that if we trust God fully and follow God's word completely, that God's spirit will lead us to the truth we need to do things the way God wants us to do them. Because the Bible says it is God that lights our path and shows us the direction that we are to go. One of the great truths that makes us certain that we are on the right path is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Paul tells the Corinthians, and he wants us to understand today, we must see the empty tomb as the first fruit of God's new creation. The resurrection is proof positive that God has defeated the last enemy that threatens us, and that's death. Through Christ, we can now live eternally with God. Death no longer separates us from our God. It is a reminder to the empty tomb that we are on the right track today. There are millions because of this pandemic who are not sure that they can fully trust God. One of the great messages of the resurrection is the reassurance to the faithful that God is still in control and God will do everything that God has promised. God has promised to love us and never leave us alone. People who put their trust in God are in no danger of losing anything. Brothers and sisters, the first fruits of Christ means that we have an opportunity to be in ministry with a living, alive Lord. We know we're on the right track because of the empty tomb. If our faith is based upon the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the grave, we are building on a sure foundation. Paul, speaking to the Corinthians, said the same words, but he said it in a different way. He said it like this, if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching is in vain, and our faith is also in vain. But 
the biblical record shows that we can trust God's resurrecting power because Christ is in fact risen from the grave. When the women came to the tomb that Sunday morning to, to dress the body of Jesus Christ, they received a great news. Can I take a station break right there and pause? That even though women were not considered first class citizens of the day, it was the women who first got the good news that Jesus Christ is alive and it was the women who were told to go and spread that good news to everybody. It wasn't Paul. It wasn't Saul. It was the women who came to do the work of preparing a body that received the greatest news of all, that Christ is alive. He had risen from the dead after being gone three days. The empty tomb is evidence that those who believe can trust the power of God to overcome any obstacle to keep God's promises to us, even the obstacle of death. It should also encourage those who believe in God that in our worst moments, God can lift us from the jaws of peril, death, and persecution and breathe new life into our dreams, into our hopes, and into our ambitions. The empty tomb shows us a living Christ who defeated Satan and arose triumphantly. It means that since Christ has arose, we can sing with renewed hope, I shall rise again. There's no greater assurance than any believer has about the power of God than the testimony of a person who has been touched by the finger and hand of a risen Lord. The testimony of the faithful reassures others, brothers and sisters, that God's presence in our lives is real. When God touches a life and a test becomes a testimony, it is an encouragement to others who are also being tested, who are also waning in their faith and trust in God. It tells them that if God has done it for me, God can also do it for you. One person who is sick is encouraged to hear the testimony of another person who is sick and believes that they will get well someday even if they have to go home to be with God in glory. Someone who has been experiencing a difficult time is encouraged when they hear how God helps people climb up the rough side of the mountain. God's presence in our lives through the resurrection it's proof positive that God loves us beyond measure. And we know we are on the right track because the evidence seen in the resurrected lives around us. When Christ arose from the dead, the Bible says that there were many people who physically arose from the dead with him, according to Matthew 27, and the graves were open, it says, and many bodies of the saints were, that were slept arose and came out of the grave after his resurrection, and they went into the holy city and appeared to many people when believers saw the dead saints walking and talking again, they knew that they were not believing in Christ in vain. Today, friends, we have seen hundreds, hundreds of testimonies of lives resurrected through the power of God, each one of them reaffirming that we are putting our eggs in the right basket. We see marriages that crumbled 
and destroyed people individually because they put their hopes and dreams in another person only to see that individual restored from that broken because God walked with them and assured them that God still loves them and God has still purpose for their lives. We have seen it, my brothers and sisters, and the youth in our own church who have come to a greater knowledge of who God is and we watch their entire lives turn around because they have discovered the resurrected power of God. That's when we know that we are on the right path, when we see people who were once slaves to alcohol and drugs and gambling, completely turned their lives around by the power of God, we know that we have our eggs in the right basket. Friends, when we see people who once buried themselves in self-pity and wallowed in bitterness, step out of their self-imposed tombs to a new life and a new spirit in Christ, we know that we have our eggs in the right basket. When we see people turn their backs on the sinful lifestyles of adultery and relationships and immorality, we know that we are on the right path. What God did that Sunday morning he's still doing today God is still rolling stones away from the lives of entombed in faithful faithless living he's still raising dead spirits with a new joy and enthusiasm he's still raising new hopes and new spirits along all among all the believers today brothers and sisters the church represents common ground it's only in the church these days it's only in the church where Democrats can sit side by side with Republicans, with conservatives can sit side by side with liberals. When in this council culture, we still can speak a word of forgiveness, where the affluent can sit next to the working poor and persons who may have varying views on life can still come together in one place. The church is common ground. It is not where we all believe life philosophies alike, but we do believe that we have a common savior in Jesus Christ. Every believer should feel that in my Sunday worship, I'm on common ground. I'm on the ground with those who believe with me that Jesus Christ is Lord. In the military, the office and the enlisted personnel eat in separate buildings, but in the church, we are on common ground. In most communities, the rich eat at the country club and the working poor eat in cafeterias and the poor and homeless eat in shelters. But in the church, we are on common ground. We all eat at the same table because the same Lord prepared the table for all of God's people, no matter what their station in life is, because we have all sinned and falling short of the glory of God. And we realize that we are yet saved by grace. And so we give God everything we are and everything we have. And that means giving God and trusting him with our failures. It means giving over the things that keeps us from believing that God will take care of us, giving our doubts and looking to God for confirmation, giving him that timid spirit and trusting God for a new holy boldness, giving God's burden, God burdens and trusting God to make them light, defeat and trusting 
things in our lives that God can have the victory over that which threatens to destroy us. We must give God our weakness and trust God for renewed strength. I heard Jesus say, come unto me, all ye who are labored and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Give him all your burdens, all your sins, all of your lost hope, all of your troubles and sadness. Somebody here today is carrying a heavy load. You need to take that load and put it in the hand of God. Somebody here today may be struggling with the guilt of sin. Please take that and put it in the hands of God. Somebody listening to me today may be crying in the midnight hour for loneliness. Please take that worry and put it in the hands of God. We know Jesus' hands is the proper hands because we have the evidence of the resurrection that he is with us, that someday we will all gather around his throne and live eternally with his father. We know Jesus' hands is the proper hands because we have the testimony of many saints who went before us. We know Jesus' hands is the proper hands because we see the wonder-working power of God in the life of the saints every day. We know it's the right basket because we know the story. It's the story of Jesus, Jesus who died out on Calvary, Jesus who stayed in the grave three days and nights, Jesus who arose from the grave with all power in his hands, who can put we can put our trust in him because he's alive and working through the church in us today. No wonder the songwriter was able to write, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me, he talks with me, he lives, he lives salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart and he lives in your heart. He lives in your heart and he lives in our lives so that when we are weak the very weakness that threatens to destroy us is Christ's strength able to pick us up and able us to hold on just a little while longer we never walk alone in this life somebody watching me this morning may think that you are by yourself but I dare you to look to your right and look to your left and feel the presence of God sitting next to you. God has promised never to leave us alone, not for one second of any single day. Friends, we serve a risen Savior who's with us in this God-forsaken world. We serve a risen Savior who can walk with us in the middle of a pandemic. We serve a risen Savior who knows the burdens that we bear and waits for us to turn them over to him who can bear them all. We don't have to bear them anymore. We can hand them to a risen Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, thank you so much for your son, Jesus Christ. Without your son, we would be alone in this world Without your son, this world that we live would be the only life that we have. But because of the resurrection of our brother Jesus, we know that our existence down here is the shortest part of our existence. We wait to walk eternally with you. We praise you this day because we are living through resurrected power that enables us to do what we cannot do alone. 
thank you because your son Jesus cares enough for us to walk with us along this tedious journey. Amen. If you're comfortably able, please stand and sing together because he lives.